I think you've got to ask yourself, well, what are my values? Like what's important to me? Because if you don't know what's important to you, then it feels like manipulation when you're trying to lead people. And one of my core values is, is impact. I want to make a difference. I want to leave my mark on the world and I want to be known. I don't want to be known like everyone necessarily, but I wanted people to remember, remember me fondly and just know that they were better for having an opportunity to meet me. Welcome to the Millennials and Money podcast, the podcast dedicated to encourage millennials to continue to make wise decisions with their money. We find some of the best ways to learn is through stories. So each week, your host and wealth advisor, Payne Boyer, invites a millennial guest on the show to share their money story. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. So this week, I got a very special guest. His name is Henry Sanchez. He's a district manager with Cutco Cutlery. Uh, say hello, Henry. Hey, guys. How's everyone doing? Okay, so Henry, I'm going to give you a chance here in one second to introduce yourself. He's actually a returning guest. You guys might have heard his first podcast the first time around, but we actually had to pull that one off the air because I had to add some disclosures on that. So that was my bad, guys. I apologize for that. But we're still going to bring you new content today, allow him to share his story. And for the those who didn't hear the last one, we'll also catch you up to speed on who Henry is and what he does. So I'll start by just saying how I know Henry. Uh, Henry is a friend of, of actually my parents' neighbor, who is also works at Cutco Cut Cutlery. Henry came to him and said he needs someone to help manage his finance. He introduced him to me. Me and Henry just kind of hit it off and we start we've been working as a client advisor relationship for about, about six months now and just really learning more about each other, learning more about each other's goals. He encourages me in my business as I encourage him in his. And we've just been rocking and rolling ever since. Uh, so Henry, go ahead and introduce yourself and who you are, what you do, some of what drives you and some of what your passions are. Yeah, so my name is Henry Sanchez, and uh, I'm the Cutco District Manager for the Roseville, Rockland Territory, basically uh, East Sacramento, essentially is what it is. And uh, been with Cutco for about six and a half years. I was a uh, Cutco sales representative in college for three years and did really well. I uh, learned a great amount of skills and met some fantastic people and had some amazing trips and you know, graduated college in uh, December 2016. I have two degrees, both are in engineering, uh, different uh, disciplines. And at that point, had a couple of job offers to be an engineer, decided to do to keep working with Cutco, went down the professional sales route for a bit and advanced into management. And I've been the man district manager for about three years at this point. And uh, I love it. Uh, basically, my job is to be in charge of uh, all of the recruiting operations, all of the sales training operations and sales development for the Roseville Rockland area. And uh, ultimately, what I do is my job is to help other people hit their goals. Uh, my job is to be a sales mentor and uh, teach uh, just teach people how to better operate themselves so they could hit their dreams, hit their goals. And I love just teaching people like intangible skills like growth mindset and work ethic and communication skills and initiative and discipline and really how to invest in themselves so they could see a better future for themselves. But uh, long story short, work in sales, and I teach people how to sell uh, a lot of products. That's what I do. <laughs> I love that, Henry. I love what you said about helping to encourage people and like it. Help, you know, there's something that comes from because you and I are alike in this point. Something that comes from helping other people achieve their goals. Like it's like you're seeing. It's almost like, wow, you know, I had a part of this guy achieving his goal. Look how happy he is, and the amount of happiness it brings us is like. I don't think I don't think the people really ha realize how how happy we get from seeing people that we've helped reach their goals. So I'm glad that we can relate on that point. 
So, Henry, you're a returning guest. And last time on the get on the podcast, you talked about your, your upbringing and how your mom had so much tenacity and was out there going out there and being a real go-getter. Talk to me about how that, how seeing that growing up has impacted you and your career and, and where you are today. Yeah, you know, great question. I remember, um, so uh, my mom was a single mother uh, for a while, re- remarried, um, and um, eventually divorced. And they uh, she divorced like right like when I was 13 years old. She's been single ever since. But my mom, I remember growing up as a kid, uh, worked in real estate and did really well in real estate, crushed it. And I remember growing up, we ended up being a big old fancy house and had a bunch of toys, like little motorcycles and pocket bikes and like a PlayStation pen with like slides and swings. And it was great. Life, life was, it was awesome. And um, I remember 2008 happened and my mom got hit really hard and her divorce happened that same year as well. Um, I think actually a little bit before that, I think it was actually 2007 when she was divorced. And I saw my mom go through it. I saw us lose everything. I saw our house get um, foreclosed on. And I remember seeing my mom in that whole process, uh, just working so hard to keep everything afloat. I'm the oldest of four kids and I saw her working three jobs. I saw her working a 40 hour a week job during the week. I saw her working evenings after that. I saw her working on the weekends when she could, I saw my mom just hustling and grinding. And I just remember growing up, not in the moments I was more of like, I didn't understand it, but as I got older, I saw a lot of perseverance. I saw grit from my mom. And like, that has been something I really embodied, or at least attempted to embody my entire life was that idea of grit and perseverance. And I think it's had a really big, huge impact on everything I do, like in school, my relationships, when I work out, my fitness, um, my business to this very day. And it's been, uh, it's, it's been huge. I, I credit a lot to my mom. I love my mom. Uh, but she taught me really how to how to be a champion like in life, and uh, I love her for that. Hey, that's awesome, man. I really appreciate you sharing that with us, man. It sounds like she she's got that perseverance. That's definitely the word that comes to mind as you describe her situation. So talk to me about uh, 08, 07, 08, and 09. And how, how did your family adjust during those times? Like you said, you had pocket bikes, you're living the life, and then when that stuff came crashing down, How'd your family adjust and pivot at that point? Yeah, I saw like I saw our, our, our house get foreclosed. And you know, at the time when it happened, I was uh, like 13 or so, 14 or so. I don't remember the exact age. But we, we moved. I, as far as I knew, we were just we we're just moving, you know? Yeah. So for me, like I was at the age where I saw things happening, but I didn't really understand what what was happening. And I remember when we moved, we moved um to uh, we originally live in Delano, California, and it's a small little town. And we moved 30 minutes down south to Bakersfield, California. And we moved into a uh, two-bedroom apartment. And it was me, my three siblings, and my mom. And I remember living in that two-bedroom apartment. And I remember it being, like, really tight and really, like, close and uncomfortable. And I remember growing up, for me, I didn't want to be at home. So I was always at my friends' houses. And honestly, it was kind of irresponsible for me. I wasn't, I wasn't there. I didn't fully understand the gravity of the situation, right? But I remember thinking to myself, like growing up in that entire time, thinking like how I wanted to never live like that again. And I never want to see my family struggle ever again. So 
in 07, 08, 09, I, at the moment, it was hard for me to kind of grasp like what was happening, but it had such a huge impact in the later years of my life in 2010, 2011, 2012. And when I went to college in 2011, 2012, but in those moments, it was, it was tough. Like it was, I just didn't want to be around. My mom was stressed all the time and it, it kind of created like a, a, a gap between me and my mom. And I, that gap didn't really get to get filled. And so my, my later years, like 23, 24, 25, but it had a huge impact on my life. And it's something I just, I'm still working through, I guess you could say, like rebuilding that relationship with my mom by respecting her. And I love her at the same time. Um, but it was, it was huge for us. Yeah, and I know that that was a tough time for my family as well. And, and you know, when you when you when you see someone who you who look up to and you you depend on, and you see things come falling down, and you were a child like you don't fully understand. It has a lasting impact on you too. And like I said, like you said, like your relationship. So let's fast forward a bit. Um, you mentioned you graduated from um, Chico State in engineering, right. two degrees in engineering. You actually graduated with honors, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, Although your life actually took you ultimately took you, took you down a different route and pursuing cutco cutlery, did some of those skills, you know, those engineering skills that you learned in school, do you use those in your day-to-day business life today? Absolutely. Yeah, that's a, I love that question so much because my, here's what I like about engineering in any technical field, anyone who's in STEM, like science, technology, engineering, math, it's hard as shit. It's <laughs> so done it. It's it's hard. It's tough. Like there's moments where you want to give up. There's moments where you're trying to figure out a problem. You're trying to build a project, or maybe you're trying to do an experiment, or work in a lab setting, whatever it may be. And you, you feel like you're banging your head against your wall because you can't figure out some uh, some type of physics problem, right? Or maybe it's like a, a lab with like electrical engineering and circuits, whatever it is, right? That the, the details are not important. But what I really learned in, in engineering was this idea of uh, being resourceful in moments where I couldn't figure things out. So what, what I mean by that is that we all have problems. We all have things in our life that create issues for us. And sometimes it could feel like it's really overwhelming, like it's coming down on us, but the answers are out there. It's just up to you to go find them. So in engineering, when I would have these physics problems, right. And like be building stuff, I couldn't figure it out for the life of me. Well, I knew the answers were out there. Right. And I'm just stubborn as shit. So I just don't give up on anything I do. I just keep going until I figure it out. Right. But either ways I got resourceful. I would, go find the answers. And I'm not talking about a textbook. I would go talk to my friends. I would talk to my peers, my classmates. Now, something that I love doing personally is giving back, giving value. So in college, I got involved with a lot of study groups and I was always a person who was normally leading the study group and like explaining problems on a whiteboard and walking people through it. And I just loved it. It was fun. It was, it was awesome and fulfilling for me to help other people figure things out. I just loved it so much. And you see that light bulb moment when someone's like, ah, I get it. But as a result of always giving back to people and providing value for them, I found that when I needed the help myself, when I needed assistance, if I asked for it, people were so willing to give back to me. They were willing to take the time out of their day, sit down with me, help me out. So through my engineering career uh, in college, I learned problem solving skills. Absolutely. Right. 
but really I learned how to be resourceful. I learned how to go find the solutions. I learned how to like ask people for help and how to suck down my pride. And that has had such a huge career in my cut in cut in, in sales, right? Because sometimes in sales, as we all know, like it's it's hard as shit. Like there's times where like you you want to give up. There's times where you just don't want to do it anymore. But when you learn the idea of how to be resourceful, right? How to find the solutions, because the, the answers are all out there. You just gotta go get them, right? And oftentimes it's through people that we know. It's through your coworker, right? It's through the next person in territory near you. Maybe it's through your your financial advisor, like I talked to Peyton, right? But you got to go get the answers. And I love that my engineering career taught me at a young age. And it's something that's had a huge domino effect in everything I do in my life, even my health today, too. See, that, that's what I love about engineering. Like, I love the fact that engineering, you know, you, you have these resources, these tools. You have a destination you want to get to. And you have these resources and tools. And they say, okay, now put together and get yourself there. And yeah. Kind of, kind of sounds like what you did. And a lot of what I do, like, I'm big on, I'm a, I'm, I love networking. I love my center of influence I work with. I work with a lot of CPAs and business attorneys because I feel like I realize that they have strengths in areas that I don't and I have strengths in areas that they don't. But yeah. when we're able to work together, we can reach that goal. And that's like, it's the same thing I do with my clients. You know, in essence, my clients tell me their financial goals, where they want to be. They tell me what resources they have to get there. It's my job to sit down and put a plan to use to get them from A to B using whatever yeah. resources they have and sometimes i really have to say you know what you don't have quite enough resources yet but let's get as close to it as possible let's figure but, it out yeah yeah i i love i love that engineering mindset um it's really impressive so um so we know today you run what anyone is considered a successful business you've done a great job i think you're on track to hit 150k this year right around there you're, you're knocking these numbers out the park but um, but let's talk about those early years in Cutco, because I know that's a tough job. You know, I've met some people who, yeah. who couldn't do it. You're going door to door selling knives. It's, it's pretty tough. Um, how did you make an adjustment when you started earning a commission and no longer getting a consistent paycheck? But, you know, you, you had to go out there and eat what you kill, in essence. And, and how did you adjust your lifestyle to, to, have, to peaks and flows that come with any commission or sales career? You know, I, first off, I... I got to say, you got to get the right people in your corner. It's, it's really hard to do on your own. It's hard to do anything on your own. And I'm, I'm really grateful that uh, my district manager trained me, uh, Casey Meyer, he had my back. He was in my corner. He supported me a ton. And honestly, if it wasn't for Casey, I probably wouldn't be here where, I, where I'm at today. He was just always there for me. I had that mentorship that guided me through it. So one, I would say is like, you, you can't do it alone. Like you got to get people who can either we're there to support you or people who are going through it with you, you're working through it together. Um, I can also give some credit out to Jamison Jones, my division manager. He's been there for me through some really, really rough times. And again, I probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Jamison's support in case you support. But ultimately I think it would come down to taking, taking education upon yourself. I think so many people, they go through a formal education. They go through uh, K through 16, right? So K through 16 is high school and college, right? And not everyone does, but a lot of people do. And after that, they get their formal education. Most people, they just stop learning. They stop growing. And they go throughout their entire lives, the next 40 years of their life, 50 years of their life, and they hit this plateau in their finances, their life, whatever it may be. And they wonder why they hit this plateau and nothing ever gets any better. And it's because you got to get better. You've got to grow. You've got to learn, right? So 
something that really helped me out when I switched to a commission-based job is learning a lot of my growth mindset and the ideas of personal growth and personal development and really immersing myself in that stuff. Uh, this could be like journaling, it could be meditation, as we were talking about a second ago, it could be affirmations, just reading books, audiobooks, podcasts. But something that helped me with like finances specifically was money education, right? I remember like one of the first books I, I read on this was The Richest Man in Babylon. Some great yeah. concepts in there, right. I highly recommend it. Or Rich Dad, Poor Dad, really simple, basic books, but make a world of a difference. And they give you a whole different perspective on money because at the end of the day, Money is just a skill. Money is just a resource. That's that's all it is. It's just an end to a mean. Now, you don't, we don't work for money, right? Money just helps enable us acquire our dreams, whatever they may be, whether it's giving back, if it's an impact on your community or family, that, that's all money really is. But it came down to like working commission-based jobs. I mean, we have a base pay, but you know, the career is it's, it's the commission, like no doubt. It comes from getting the right people in your corner and taking personal growth, self-education upon yourself, because in life, you're either growing or you're dying. We all know that. So you've got to take that upon yourself that your entire life to embark on that personal growth journey. And that's where the real fulfillment comes. That's where the real joy comes. And that's where the real heights will come. Like I'm not done in Cutco. Like there, I, I just came back from retreat and I saw people in that retreat that are dwarfing me. So I love, I love the love of encouragement you give me, Peyton, but I, I look at other people, I'm like, that's where I can take it. That's where I can go. I just got to grow into a better version of myself. And that's what's in store for me. Give me a year, give me two years. And we're going to be blowing down doors, but it, it really matters what you're doing when no one's looking and that's growing yourself. It's taking that time and energy for it. I love it. I lo- and just to recap, make, just to reiterate, make sure I heard you right. Two, two of the big points to take home is that mentorship, find someone who's done it before, let them sow into you, spend time and learn from them. And then secondly, um, you got you got to um, continue to learn, and I feel like that's one thing that I've focused on in my career. I'm sure you focused on your career, and a lot of millennials in general, like we we love to learn. We love to. I love busting open books and just learning, mastering my craft. And yeah, if you successful, it's important. You gotta you gotta you can't just think you've reached you've you've learned it all. You're never gonna be at that point. You gotta continue to grow and keep learning, and keep keep growing in your career and keep growing in your profession. That's what I hear from you. Yeah. yeah, man. Um, so you mentioned um, mentorship, and I'm big on mentorship too. And this is something that I'm that I'm guilty of it as as at the moment. I haven't taken my time to look back on someone who's maybe down the path behind from where I was, and take take time to sit down and reach my hand out and help pull them up and build them up. So talk about to me. Talk about your role today, and some of the people you mentor, and some of the ways you go about mentoring these young up and comers. Yeah, so like how I how I mentor them, like what I do. Yeah, yeah, it's it's I love I love that you're asking that because I literally just got off a coaching call with one of my assistant managers. So a couple of them actually just just one on one calls. So really, I I'm a big proponent of leading from the front, leading leading by example. So I use this and I use this as a as a way to hold myself accountable. To making sure I'm on my own personal growth journey because it can be easy sometimes to be like, oh, I'm too busy, or oh, I'm tired, oh, I got this, I got that. But we all got shit going on, right? Some people make it happen, other people just wish they could have, right? So you got to make sure you got to ask yourself, is it a priority? But what I do, right, is I, I teach them a lot of books. So like, I love what you're asking because this is literally one of the books I'm I have my assistant manager reading right now. It's called The Seven Habits 
highly effective people by Stephen Covey. <laughs> and it's a fundamental book. It's, it's dense. It's got some great content, great value for them. But we review these in meetings, right? We, we have our Leadership Academy program. And that's our uh, program that we have in the company, which is to develop uh, future career sales professionals in Cutco or future district managers as well. But we know that if we teach these guys, we teach the team, the idea of personal growth and value within themselves, that they'll be a force to be reckoned in with any industry they go into. And the truth of the matter is that most people who sell Cutco, 95%, maybe higher, do not sell Cutco as a career. But the way I hold my team accountable to doing this and encouraging them to go into personal growth is casting vision. I talk about like what's, what's in it for them, right? Why is it important for them? So I sit down with people, I get to know who they are. I take the time to invest in them. I learn like what's important to them. And I explain to them, well, this is how you're going to be a badass doctor one day. This is how you're going to be the top lawyer. This is how you're going to be a successful business owner. And so many people want to become entrepreneurs in today's day and age. And I love it. I love that so many people want to be entrepreneurs, right? But we both know that 90% of businesses, startup businesses, they fail within the first two years. That's right. Why? I mean... I don't have the answer, right? But I know that I want to make an impact. I want to help these people, my sales team, right? Become those success, those successful business owners, those successful entrepreneurs. And I know in order for them to do it is that they have to become a better version of themselves, right? And I know that they can learn these skills and these ideas here in Cutco. And that's why I have this stuff. That's why we teach it. Um, but really, we just, we got to cast vision. We got to talk to, to them. Like, what, what's in it for them? How does it benefit you? And then I pull out examples of past people. I'm like, hey, this person did this. And now they're, they're doing this, right? And I got so many examples. I don't want to go into them right now, but it's casting vision and it's using a lot of social proofing. This is how you do it. This is why you want to do it. And this is for you too. Yeah, no, I love that. I love you. You're, you sound like a real leader, Henry. And I, and I love that. And I love the fact that you have these people share their vision with you and you got you to gotta dig deep sometimes into people yeah. and let them, like, everyone, like you said, everybody wants to be a business owner. But I'm big on values and so what, tell me the reason behind, like the, I, I, I asked my class, tell me the reason behind these goals. What is it that ties to it? What gives it that, what gives it that, that I got to have it? Because if they don't have that, chances are they're not going to make it. And they don't realize what that is. They can't grasp, grasp on the, the reason why this goal is so important to them. Then it's going to fizzle away like many other goals do. And that's why I think a lot of businesses fail personally. I feel like they don't look, they don't really cast that full vision before they step out on it you know what i mean so, so you're asking like how do i how do i dig in like how do i find their values yeah yeah what are some ways do you to dig in you got to give a shit it's it's that plain and simple like you got to actually care because i think people can feel it like they can feel it. there's a difference between manipulation and leadership right mm-hmm. manipulation is that it's it's in it for you i want you to do this to benefit me where leadership is I want to help you achieve your goals because I care about you as a person and you as a human and you as an individual, right? And I've accepted the fact that a lot of people won't stay in Cutco forever. I get it. I tell my guys, like, hey, I know you're probably not going to be here forever, but while you're here, let's make the best of it, right? And my hope is that you have such a great kick-ass time that you don't want to leave, right? You want to stay here. That's, that's, what, it, that's what I experienced, right? And I only experienced that because my mentors, my leadership, they – they cared. And there's a lot of people who just don't give a shit. Like there's a lot of manipulation that's out there. Right. So how, how do you care? Right. Well, I, I don't, 
I don't know. Right. I think you just have to like be in the business, not for the money, but for the impact. Like I don't, I could do a, a lot of other jobs. I could do a lot of other jobs and I don't want to cuss too much. So if I'm cussing too much, pay in, just let me know. Uh, <laughs> but all my friends are engineers, right. Or like business owners and doing a bunch of different things. I get hit up on LinkedIn all the time for different jobs. I had my friends trying to recruit me to their companies and everything like that. Cause again, I was the kid leading people in class and leading the study groups and graduating honors. Right. But I stay with Cutco because I have an opportunity to make an impact. I have an opportunity to really change someone's life. And I've had people literally tell me before that the stuff they've learned in the company has literally changed their lives. Like I've, I've seen people come out of depression. I've seen people who were suicidal when they started. I didn't know that. They told me later, right? After working with Cutco for a year, just live life full of joy. I think of a few people very specifically. I'm not going to say their names. But when I look at that, I look at that and I, I tell myself, that's, that's why I do it. That's why I sell knives. And I love saying it because it sounds so weird. I love it so much. <laughs> but I think you've got to ask yourself, well, what are my values? Like, what's important to me? Because if you don't know what's important to you, then it feels like manipulation when you're trying to lead people. And one of my core values is, is impact. I want to make a difference. I want to leave my mark on the world. And I want to be known. I don't want to be known like everyone necessarily. But I wanted people to remember remember me fondly and just know that they were better for having an opportunity to meet me. So you gotta you gotta give a shit. You gotta care. Yeah, I, I love what you're saying. And I love the fact that you said, I realize none of these people aren't gonna stay here. Ninety percent of these people aren't gonna stay here. They're going on and do bigger and better things. But I care about them. I want them to succeed. It takes me back to a uh, I used to work for another business owner. I was a manager of his company, and we had a great relationship. We we were still friends to this day. Yeah but I actually ended up leaving the business to go start my own business. And like, he had a kind of hard time about that, but we still stayed, remained friends. And several other people have done that since I left. And yeah. They, and they left to start their own business. And he's like, he's asked me saying, Peyton, man, why are, why is everybody who works here leave? Like, I feel like I'm a good boss. I'm, I treat my employees a lot better than all, everyone else I know. Why is this happening? I said, and I said, I don't want to say his name, but I said, listen, man, um, Think about what's a bigger impact. Do you want to be someone who has a lot of good employees or someone who builds up leaders? Yeah. You're someone, you're someone who inspires people to go follow their dreams and, and you show people that, wow, you can do this. Like, that's a, like, even with myself, like, he showed me, like, this guy, he's an immigrant, came to this country, not speaking English, and look at this business he built. Why, what's stopping me, you know? And just changed that perspective for him, really made him feel good about himself. But it's like, you're doing something huge, man. It's impactful. It's not about building your business, but what you're sowing into the lives of others is going to be huge, man. And you got to have so that clarity. That, Henry. Yeah, you got to have that clarity, right? When you understand that, you accept it. It's like, well, I'm still making an impact. I'm still changing people's lives. And that's the important part. Exactly. So, you know, Henry, um, I work with quite a few business owners as clients. And as a business owner myself, I find it's easy to get consumed, like, over my career, over my business, and focus on... And but not only investing all every dollar I have back in the business, but also investing every time and every moment I have, like, and keep. It's hard to even separate my mindset from my business, even on my days off and on vacation. Yeah. Um, and it's easy to forget forget about ourselves in the process, and not think about it, not so into our own selves and our own health and things like that. I know you're big on health and wellness. Yeah. Um, all, all in that process, it's easy to forget that. 
So what are some ways you make sure to reward yourself for the hard work you do and the contributions you make to your business? You know, I, I plan for it. I think about like, what I really want and I break it down and I look back at it. There's certain things that are like, I'm just, I'm going to go home and do it. Like, I'm going to go visit my family. I'm just going to make it happen, right? My family's six hours down south in Bakersfield. I'm in Sacramento, so, or four hours. It, it was six hours in Chico. Um, but I, I, I really plan for it. And I, when it comes to like buying gifts and things for myself, I, I create markers. I say, well, if I hit this sales milestone, if I hit this number, right, then I'm going to buy myself blank, fill, fill in the blank, right? Or I'm going to go on this trip, fill in the, fill in the blank, right? But what I do is I, I put reminders everywhere. Like on my, on my, uh, my, my, uh, my desktop right now, there's like little sticky notes of like goals and hopes and desires and dreams. I look at these every single day. I'm like, that's what I'm working for. That's what I want. And it's like a, it's like a source of like motivation for myself, but I always make sure to have some type of fun in my schedule. And fun for me is like, it's working out, going for a run. It's like literally after this podcast paid, I'm going to go for a run and I'm super excited for it. It's like the highlight of my day. I'm going to go lift some weights, right? But you've got to like find something in your life that maybe it's not working out for you. Maybe it's not running or whatever it may be, but you've got to find something that you enjoy, you look forward to in, in the day. Cause if you don't, you're going to feel like shit. And if you feel like shit, you're going to show up to your job like shit. And you're not going to give your best version of yourself. You're not going to give your best self. So you've got to find that leisure activity. You've got to find that hobby. You've got to find whatever it is for you, right? Maybe it's going for a walk. Maybe it's going for a hike or whatever it is, but you got to prioritize it. So I prioritize fun. I'm a big guy on fun. I love having fun. Don't do it all the time, right? I don't dedicate my weeks to it, but I make sure I get, I, I get a day of fun, right? I make sure I have some type of like weekly activities I'm doing for me, that's exercise. And when I do that, I release stress. I release all that negative energy. We all get that stuff. And I show up to my, my, my position, my career way better for it. Whereas if I didn't do it, I wouldn't have my best version of myself. My people would see it, they'd feel it and they wouldn't get this, as much value as they could have, if I just would have put time for myself and I prioritize that. But yeah, that's how I do it. No, that's a great answer. And I love it. I, I'm the same way, you know, for me, it's weightlifting too. It's like, I love those, that little powerlifting. I do powerlifting three days a week with, you've heard the past guest, Giovanni yeah. Laura. I, I check out his gym and I just, I, I need that kind of me time. This is, yeah. you know, I, I have a wife and kids too. So I have my career and a wife and kids, a family. I had to make sure, okay, well, let's get some time for Peyton. And this, that gym, that little gym session before, after work and before I head home is that's my little time. It makes it, I'm only there for about two hours, but it makes a huge difference in my life and, and who I, and who I'm able to be for my family. Yeah. And, like, and the best version of myself comes home there and I'm able to sew in my family. There's that. And then every 90 days, I learned this from my mentor, actually every 90 days, my wife and I go on a vacation, just her and I, because you know, you, you, we have kids we have, it's, it, it's easy to get consumed by our, and she has, she's a business owner as well, Absolutely, by our yeah. careers and, and our kids, like that we have to realize, wait, we love each other too. So let's since set some time aside for us. That's one big thing that I do. You've got to prioritize yourself. You absolutely have to. You said the two hour workout, by the way, I don't even think it has to be a two hour workout all the time. Like there's times I just go for a walk for 30 minutes. Sometimes it's 20 minutes, get, get some fresh air and yeah, that's, that's good enough, you know, but some type of activity. Exactly. And there's so much, I know you're big on health and wellness and I am too. There's so much scientifically that's tied behind yeah. 
working out and relieving stress and bring, being the best you. And then not just from a physical healthy standpoint, but also from a mental standpoint as well. Yeah. So Henry, we're getting close to the end and last question of the podcast. Thank you so much for coming back on, by the way. I'm really enjoying this. So th- this is the same question I asked on the end of all of my podcasts, including your last one. So in your words, how would you describe financial success? I know financial success changes every day for, and it's different for every person, but Henry Sanchez today, how would you describe financial success? Now, I'm not talking about dollar amount, so don't go there yeah. with the dollar amount. I want to think about value of life, what the value of life looks like for you as far as the financial successful life for Henry Sanchez today. You know, uh, my answer is probably going to be different from the first episode of the podcast because I just came from my retreat uh, champion development. Shout out to Mike Chu. If you don't know who Mike Chu is, you want to get to know that guy. But um, they had uh, a part of the retreat. We had uh, a speaker there toss on Airbnb investing. And um, long story short, he makes over uh, $200,000 a year through Airbnb investing and uh, does not have a, uh, I guess you could say, quote unquote career. He's essentially retired. and He's uh, under 30 years old. And that just blew my mind away. Like that's what's possible. That's what's available. So when I think of like financial success now, I I think of this this idea of being an investor. And if you've ever read Rich Dad Poor Dad, you may be familiar with the um, gosh I can't remember the name the the quadrant uh, where it has employed, self employed, business, and investor. And the goal financial success, according to the book, is right, is to become an investor, investor or a business owner. But as an investor, you no longer work for money. You have money work for you, right? Money generates more money for you. And as a result, it frees up you and your time. And I look at that and I, the reason why I want to become an investor and have that financial success is so one day I'm going to have a family and I want to be present with my family. I want to be there where I go to all the football games, all the volleyball games. Like, I can, I can coach their, their baseball practices. I can be there in a support role, right? I can be there for my future wife and whatever she needs to be, right? Or help her with her business or her job or, or maybe just give back. Like one goal I've always thought about ever since I was in high school is building up a scholarship fund, but it's, it's never been clear in how you do it. And as I get older and older, I'm like, oh, becoming an investor, this is how you do it, Right. So like Airbnb is an outlet for, outlet for that. There's real estate. There's tons and tons of outlets for that. But when it comes to financial success, I think about generating passive income. Cash flow, as Grant Cardone says, how much cash flow can you generate, right? And generate, right? But that allows you to focus on the things that are really important in your life. And that's where you seek fulfillment. That's where you attain all of that. No, I love that answer, you know. And just to sum it up, financial success for you is, being able to, being being in a position financially to where you're able to sow into your community, sow into your family, sow into the things that matter to you and spend your time where you want to spend your time. And areas yeah. that are really important to you, like your family and like your community. And like like you said, like sending kids, younger, lesser kids who can't afford it to college. I think that's awesome, man. And, and, and that's what it's about. You know, you got to really sit there and realize why I'm doing this and what success is to me. It's not a dollar mine. You don't want to be an investor just to have money coming in. You want to be an investor to give yourself more time. So you can use your, so you can invest your time to what there is that matter most to you. Do I understand that correct? Yeah, absolutely. For me, family is probably the biggest thing. I don't have kids. I don't have a wife. But I know one day I want it. 
and I want to be there for them. And, and then I want to give back to my community, but it's, it's freeing up your time to do the things that are important to you in your life, the things that matter. All right, Henry, thanks a lot, man. This has been a great, this is a great episode. I really enjoyed it. Uh, man, I'm just so glad you came back on. And that's it, guys. So I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I'm valuing the content. Henry Sanchez is looking for a wife, so single ladies out there. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no rush. We're just, we're just. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Peyton. No, Appreciate yeah. it, man. Yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in. I hope you found value in the content. You guys have a blessed week. Bye. Congratulations, guys. You've officially made it to the disclosure portion of the show. I'm an investment advisor representative of securities offered through Bertha Fisher & Company, Financial Services, Inc. BFCFS member FINRA-SIPC. Holmes Financial is independent of BFCFS. Thanks and have a blessed week.